This is Jack. Hey, I'm Damien. This is Corin. Yo, this is Toby. You are listening to the Think Breaks podcast. I like that. I like that. <laughs> That's good enough for us. Yeah, exactly. Sweet. Sweet. We are now in episode 10 and, you know, we've got another guest in the room with us today. And with this guy, all we can really say is some people tend to lose fast, but this man wins slow. Duncan, please introduce yourself. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had an intro like that. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm Thank doing you very great. Much. How are you? We're good. We're good. Um, for the sake of everyone who maybe does not know who you are, please let us know who are you. And um, yeah. yeah, just tell us about yourself. Okay, so it all started when I was five. Um, oh, damn. No, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very deep question. No, um, uh, what do I call myself? Just like a drum and bass producer most of the time in liquid. I'm over here in the States, in St. Louis, in the middle of nowhere. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I've just kind of been doing my thing for a few years, and now I guess I've been kind of doing the right thing. So I've gotten here. On the Think Breakers podcast, I've gotten to that level. The peak and, uh, of your career is right here. Yeah, it's right, right here. Like <laughs> they, they never tell you when you're gonna, when it's gonna happen, but it hits you. And now I'm talking to all you guys, and I yeah. mean that sincerely, even though it sounds sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, no, no. Um, it's great to have you on the show, and. Um, See, I noticed you were saying that, obviously, you're a drum-based producer doing your thing for a few, but you actually started out as a YouTube content creator, didn't you? Um, Not really. No, I think that was a little bit afterwards, I think. Um, I think I've been, I guess, producing drum and bass because I started, like, before that with, like, just uh, EDM stuff, let's call it that. And then got burnt out. EDM. And then, yeah. And then took, like, a year off, started got back into drum and bass listening then producing it and then like after a while i just got it's like a level of comfortability where i was like maybe i could like make things or show other people like stuff i've learned you know just like keep busy and keep another like um creative project or something so then i started that a bit afterwards all right on so is is there is there much of a, a drum and bass scene where you are then a uh, little bit small everything's like so spread out because hmm. yeah just like the sheer size of the u.s it's just like the closest city with like an actual scene is like eight hours away <laughs> so in oh, like okay. denver colorado <laughs> this is forever away especially if you drive everywhere the only closest hmm. place before that is like chicago just four hours away but we're like, you know, the internet. Yeah, exactly. Still forever. So it's good that like we're all kind of connected through the internet. But like right here where I am, it's just like the small, the hardcore jungleists. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's kind of like America. I mean, Damien, you're in Suffolk. How far away is are you two from each other? Uh, he's like a day and some change away. <laughs> yeah, I forget what it's like over in America for that long. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, four hours for us is like the other side of the country. Yeah, that's that's long. That's a long journey. Yeah, exactly. Four hours for me is a state. Outside of the state. Yeah, yeah. That's 
So, uh, I mean, I was exaggerating a little bit, but I mean, he is Winslow. You are pretty far from like East Coast area. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a far area. It's, uh, but it's the same thing here, man. Mm. There's really not a scene too much here in like Virginia Beach or Virginia or any part of this entire state. It's pretty barren yeah. until you get to like Washington D.C. and shit like that, man. Yeah, that's really like where. Like a hotbed of like everything is. There's like New York over the big there. cities. Yeah, yeah. 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 In some really ways, more like an else. extended version of us in London, because for us, our biggest scenes are in the bigger cities. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. suppose, yeah, but it tends to bleed out a lot more over here. So even where I am, yeah. I'm I am probably about half hours away from London, but a lot of that still bleeds out into. Do you know what I mean? Like we all know about the music here and there's right. flyers here and stuff for, for things in London. So it's a bit different, I think. There's just so much space in between everything in America. Mm. All right. Nobody's like, oh yeah, dude, I listen to drum and bass totally. No, if you ask, and if you ask like a, I don't know, if I just asked random people in Suffolk if they knew what drum and bass was, they probably wouldn't know. Or they say they would know, but are thinking about a totally different genre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So then, that, here's one. So for both, I guess for both you, Duncan and Damien, right? Um, if you guys don't consider, like, if there isn't much of a drum and bass scene uh, in the America, would you say you're a part of the UK scene because of how much you, like, talk to people in the UK? Or would you consider yourself part of, like, whatever American scene there is there? Hmm. If that makes um, sense. I think because everything's online, then, yeah, we're all, like, the same scene right now. But as soon as yeah. it's like, so you feel a little bit closer because it's like, oh, did you go to the the stream the other day now? You know? Yeah. And that's, that's a kind of Yeah. But before I would say, yeah, a little bit, just like, except without the live element, like you wouldn't see me at a show, but you might talk to me beforehand. Just like, oh, I'm going to this place. And then here I am. Like, I wish I could go. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a bad point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Duncan. Um, I, th I think I saw somewhere that at the minute you're you t you're teaching music. Is that correct? Yep, that's that's me during the day with kids. Right, oh, okay. cool, man. So is that like theory, or is it more hands-on with with instruments and, and whatnot? Um, a little bit of both. So I'm like, a, technically like a student teacher, so it's like a like an intern thing. So I before I get like actually certified and things like that. But yeah, it's like, it's weird because it's all done over Zoom because none of the schools are open yet. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. But yes, I guess it would be like years five through eight. Is that what you call it? Like that age uh, range? What age yeah, range is it? Was, um, What's like, talk, talk like six, 10, six 13. To 10. Oh, okay. 10 okay. to 13, that's, yeah, five to eight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's been all right. It's uh, I don't talk about drum and bass, but you know, it's still talking about music and stuff. Right, trying yeah, to figure so out how to way to work it in. I was going to ask that. That was going to be one of my questions. I was going to ask yeah. whether that sort of uh, bleeds into, or even if you can like utilize that as a part of showing off certain aspects. But are oh, your uh, students no. your fans? <laughs> <laughs> they they don't they have no idea. <laughs> Right, okay, but, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think they would really know, like, even if I told them anyway. Mm. 
I guess the yeah. cool thing about that is you can use it as a stepping stone where if you do get certified that you can then like maybe approach teaching yeah. like colleges and stuff and do more like music technology kind of sides of things. And that's when you'll find people that will probably be more into that kind of like whole EDM and yeah, maybe drum and bass and stuff. And that's when you can start passing on that important yeah. knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely when they get older, probably. Yeah, yeah. Just, I guess not yeah. even just... Um, tutoring colleges but it could even go mm. into having like one-on-one -on -one tuition like you see a lot of producers that do these um drum and bass production tutors thingies mm. yeah is that an avenue that you would consider it's funny you say that i had a lesson last night that i am oh. helping out a guy yeah nice man yeah it's uh i don't do it as much it's kind of sporadic i guess because I'm just going to say uh, what villain and human nature and high for taking all the students, but no, uh, <laughs> but it's just like, it's one of those things. It's kind of weird. Like I, like you don't, like there's nothing wrong with it. Like looking for a tutor or anything. It's just like so many people, I guess don't consider it at all because mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, that's really serious. I'm paying for lessons or something like that. Mm -hmm. But you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's a fair point. I mean, I remember when um, I was looking at tutors and stuff, but then I mm. remember just thinking, actually, you know what? I would rather just do it on my own. Yeah. <laughs> rather than, so I bet there's probably a lot of people that also think of it like that. I think yeah. it depends as well, doesn't it? On sort of the, um, on how you're approaching it. I mean, obviously mm. Curran, uh, you know, yourself, myself, Duncan, you know, Damien, we've got full-time jobs as well. And even when I was getting into sort of like production or whatever, I was at college and working and stuff. So it for me, if I was looking at that price tag, I yeah. think I would, that would, for me, that would be my main concentration point, if that makes sense. Yeah, know, definitely. So. Plus as well, a lot of these tutoring sessions, they're often like two hour sessions, three hour sessions. And after a full-time job, you don't really have the schedule to really fit in a <laughs> no, two hour, no. three hour session. Even on the weekends. Yeah. yeah. And then everything's on YouTube. So plug my channel, by the way. That's how I do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but like. <laughs> for, everyone for everyone listening, uh, Duncan does have a YouTube channel and um, you've got a bit of stuff on there. You do, don't you? Yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was. I noticed, like, I think that was the way I found you once was through um, your five things I learned from series. Oh yeah, because you had quite a few there. And um, mm -hmm. I mean, do, yeah. uh, do you still do those sessions? Those five, the five things I learned from? Because I feel like um, there's a, a lot of tips you can really. Yeah, it's kind of. It's been a while, just because I've had like less time to kind of do things. I guess. Mm. It's always been like juggling something with like school work than like music. So I've got to pick the music before like the YouTube uh, the video ideas, I guess. Like when I'm mm. bored, not when I'm bored, because I'm always kind of bored, but just like when I have a bit more time, because <laughs> editing takes forever. I can like record in 15 minutes, but it'll take six hours to make it look all right. But oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, so the last. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah. So the last one was like a few months ago. I kind of like talked about workforce. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. But I haven't. I just have like ideas and like notes down, but I haven't done one since. So, so I guess YouTube's more like the back burner of your whole career, then. Yeah, I mean, it's just like when I have time. That's that. That kind of happens. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. We can find online now. 
Like, yeah, it's like within five seconds, you can like figure out, okay, how do I make explosives? <laughs> like right at your fucking fingertips. It's crazy what you can figure yeah, out now. It really is. You, you can go on YouTube. They, there should just be a fucking like a guy, like a little certificate or a uh, like a degree for like finishing YouTube videos and shit oh of like just fucking <laughs> that, that making music is. or some shit like that. Because you can go, you basically can go to college on YouTube and learn how to make and do almost anything. anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure some universities have their own YouTube channel where there's like lectures um, uploaded mm -hmm. for some of the oh, topics. Oh, yeah, I know some professors that do stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to say, actually, you can, um, some DAWs, I think Ableton has it, they actually have certified, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the word is, but they're like certified teachers, I think it might be. Because mm. I know Fanu, who's a like a, a big jungle guy. I'm pretty sure he's an Ableton certified oh, yeah. teacher, and he he. I'm not sure if he does tutoring, but he does. Uh, he's doing some online classes in a minute, and he's actually certified by Ableton to teach to teach via that. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty mm. cool. Is there like yeah. an FL Studio one? I don't know. Not that <laughs> I know of, but write to them, man. Write to them. Yeah. See if you can get it going. It's be the tutor, Damien. And you too, Duncan, yeah. for Studio One. That'd be cool. On Stu yeah. Studio One? Yeah. Yep. How is that program, man? It's um, it's good. It's kind of like, well, it's pretty close to Cubase a little bit because it's the, they're like ex-Cubase programmers, That's... whatever. But it's like less bloated. Like there's so much in Cubase. This is like yeah. from the hundred years it's been around. And it's just like, so it's kind of like the originals. a mix between like Cubase and uh, Logic almost. What, uh, is this the only program that you've ever used or have you been using? Uh, I started with uh, FL for like the first okay. few years, you know, like everyone, you pirate it and then you eventually buy it maybe. And then okay. <laughs> Ooh, that maybe. Don't give out the secrets, yeah. man. Chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I just like, it was just like a combination of like a lot of things. I just like, all right, I'm just going to try switching to something else to see how that is. That's it's always, cool. it's always nice doing that too. Just because I mean, while a lot of dolls just, they work kind of, you know, the same yeah. most of the time. It's just, it's, I don't know. I feel like it's just good to know other dolls. Like mm -hmm. it's just good for your background. That probably goes back into um, Duncan, you being satisfied as a teacher and all if you've got more and more doors that you can actually work on, I'm pretty sure that adds some sort of cachet to like your portfolio. More doors to open. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there he is. Yeah. Round of applause, get, Toby. Let's not get started on the one door to rule them all, you know? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Every Ableton user's just there like, yep, that's us. We roll. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I ever get into like that part of YouTube where I'm like, this is the best thing, just like, it's like Duncan, what are you doing? I know what you mean about Cubase feeling bloated, man. I started using Cubase earlier this year. And it was yeah. so, so confusing in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> it is an overwhelming uh, software, isn't it? <laughs> but wouldn't that wouldn't that apply to all? Um, all doors though, like when you first look at it, wouldn't any door be I wouldn't overwhelming? I would say so. 
Mm. I mean, I I personally think that Logic Pro is like that's what I use. It's pretty mm. um, it's pretty easy to look at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty self-explanatory as well. It's kind of like using. I always keep saying it, but it's like using that synth uh, serum. It can be complicated yeah. if you want it to be, right, but it's super right. easy to yeah. look at. Really user friendly. That kind of that's what FL is. Cubase, mm -hmm. on the other hand, is like I'll just put it into perspective. Cubase has a really cool feature called the control room. Yeah, and that is a really badass little feature. It's like having a well a control room, but digitally, it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very well put, David. <laughs> it's just, it's just. I think yeah, Cubase is like a bit better now because they have like the whole one window system kind of like Studio One always had. But when I first tried Cubase, there was like four or five windows that would pop up and I had no idea. I was like, I can't oh, use okay. this. Yeah, no, it's yeah. still that way. There's still like two or three that are popping up. It's like, what the fuck? Just open the goddamn thing up, man. Yeah. <laughs> so with, with with your approach then to, to producing, Duncan, do you, because obviously we were just saying how busy you were in that, do you find that you have to work quite quickly or do you tend to set aside time for your like undisturbed time where you can just sit there and have a good few hours to work um it, i feel like it depends most of the time um because i'm not like after like school's done with i don't really have much to do so i just kind of if i have an idea or like a project that i'm working on I just kind of go to that till okay you know whenever it's time to i don't know go to sleep sometimes or if i'm <laughs> if i'm like not like too like beat up from like the day or whatever because yeah i just like lately just kind of picking away at things like consistently like no real like long long sessions but it's just like all right i'll try this today and i'm gonna try this a little bit later and then like the weekend it's mm. just like catch up and kind of try and finish things i think right yeah okay yeah because i mean just just touching back on software quickly that's for me that's why i like fl because i i don't get i'm the same i so i don't get long periods of time and mm -hmm. I quite like that it allows me to work quickly because mm, I, I have to work quickly so I was just yeah. wondering if that sort of played into your sort of um, software choice as well um, maybe a little bit but like at the beginning it was, it was like learning anything like new it was just like this is a headache I'm going back to FL yeah <laughs> but then eventually mm -hmm. eventually it was like just like the same like I was comfortable with it and now it's just like if I have an idea if I have an hour, that's good because I can just like get a sketch going and then come back to it later and be able to like see what I was doing. Even if I don't like completely mm -hmm. remember, I can just get an idea down and kind of disappear into the real world. Right. Again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say, you, you know, when you come up with these little sketches or ideas, is it typically something that you already know what you want to get when you when you sit down or does a lot of it happen when you're just already in the software mucking about? Um, I think it's like I already have the idea before I sit down. Most or just like okay. something short, even nice. just like a little melody or something, or maybe like a bass line or a vision. It's like yeah, I don't know, <laughs> some like <laughs> like a little groove or something. Just like all right, let me just go in with an idea and then see what happens. But. How did you approach? Yeah. Or how, how did you approach Orange? You glad? I love oh that tune, God. dude. I'm absolutely <laughs> in love with that tune. That's, I gotta know. Yeah, it's Come such on. a the track titles weird thing. Yeah, that that's been my what? thing. Just track titles make you yeah, remember the there? tune. 
that's it. I was thinking about it because you often get tunes where the track title is, um, I don't know, something like I Need You or um, The Fall or something like that. So it was kind of nice yeah. when uh, I opened up <laughs> YouTube and I just saw Better Nate Than Lever or whatever. And that really cracked me up. Yeah, that's like, that's the goal. It's just like, you see the name, it like loops, like loops you in. It's already like, what is this dude talking about? Let's get, let's get a serious name in <laughs> Now here. I got to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To at least see if it lives up. It's like, oh, the name's better than the tune. We don't really like it. But if it's like you can kind of match it or just like the weirdness, I don't know. Dude, that's a solid ass album, man. I actually really, Home Alone, that's a pretty sweet. I, I dig that shit, dude. Dude, thanks. Especially yeah, the Orange Glow. Great whack, bro. That's a pretty yeah. solid tune, man. What actually, yeah, so what got you into, like, what is, what about drum and bass just like locks you in that you're like, okay, I got to make this, dude? Um, just like the versatility, like you can, yes. you can do anything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And just make it work. And that was that, that's the whole project, which is like, let me throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. And, and it all even does. the things that shouldn't have <laughs> stuck, I made stick. Cause I was just like, I didn't think anything was going to happen to it till I got like an email. Do you have some tracks? I was like, well, I have these things. I don't know uh, <laughs> if you're going to like them or not. And yeah. that's. The, yeah, there's a certain beauty about drum and bass that you really, you're not gonna really find with uh, too many other like electronic yeah. genres. It can be like seriously anything you want it to be. It's mm. crazy. Like you, you have. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no please. No, I like always think about it. Like you have, like the all the North Quarter guys, right? They're just like hip hop influence very mm. soulful things like that then you have like Mephius which is super techy and right. it's like the who can make the best snare or something like that then you have <laughs> the nice you have like, who can make the best high pitch snare yeah. right then you have like Eat Brain which is like into the world Neuro but then you have like I do love it <laughs> do you have like liquid liquidity just say them this like melodic stuff sing-alongs and then you have like everything in between and it just and even everything works. outside of that as well like the really right. experimental stuff that's like is it drum and bass actually wait it is it just doesn't fit convention <laughs> yeah yeah you do see things like that like a lot, mm. well, ha I would halftime be considered like experimental for DMB or is, or is that just I, I think there was a time where it would be yeah but I think yeah. now it's not so much because it's almost become a little staple in itself hasn't yeah. it yeah yeah it's more closer to hip-hop like more like west coast hip-hop than it is uh actual drum bass mm. same tempo and same sonics but it's completely it's like, different ball game it's like trap music edm i don't i don't really know how to describe it i'm not trying to Except disrespect like bearable <laughs> the bearable <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 fuck that. I'm saying it. <laughs> I, I, I feel like when I start making halftime, like I'll see myself drifting off to the tempo area and then just sort of mm. increasing the tempo. I'm like, that's cool. Well, what's this sound like at 172? All right, that's 174. Okay, you know, let's just make it at this. So oh yeah, that's back. So that's a fair point, actually. So, Duncan, like, um, do you often like try and delve into other genres and stuff, or is like drum and bass your main love? Um, some every now and then, I think I like, 
I think all my ideas kind of start out to where they can like work in any genre. I think mm. like if you not all, I think all of them lately, which is because I I usually start like ideas on the piano or whatever, and I can't play the piano at one seventy four any good, so I slow <laughs> yeah. it down. So yeah. like ideas could work better at different tempos, just because that's kind of how I think of it. So in that case, do you, do you tend to record piano bits uh, at whatever tempo and then just resample yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most oh. of the time, um, yeah, like I do it if it's like on a on a MIDI keyboard or I just like kind of set up like a Zoom recorder in front of a piano. That's kind of what I've been doing lately, and then I'll just like oh, kind of nice. retime things just yeah. to make them a bit a bit tighter. I can like. Like I'll get as close as I can, but I'll still want to like play it clearly. And it's never anything like super technical. It's just like chord to next chord, and you know. Oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It just feels a bit more natural than drawing the yeah. notes in right on piano roll. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. I'm just like my thing lately is like this year's just been trying to get more like realism, like looking like more of an organic sound. And even if that's me, just like pecking away at a mini keyboard it doesn't sound great but i can just like tweak it to where it sounds you know passable i guess mm. i, I do sense. enjoy hearing human elements in electronic mm. music because electronic music is i mean it tends to be a lot about the precision being able to to be on beat at all times things yeah. like that so it is kind of cool hearing like some humanized elements in electronic music especially you know dmb and it works honestly it really does yeah, yeah. well that was yeah. the last video you did wasn't it duncan about um getting swing into drums oh yeah <laughs> yeah just like adding yeah i did like a kind of like a yeah that whole thing was more like it wasn't a joke but i was just like it's sounding like the the pissed off uncle or something like, hey, <laughs> young dude, do why don't you try this? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm in my old my old years. Like, no, but it's just like, add a little bit something, you know? Yeah, it is but, a very fair point, though, because there are some tracks where it's literally just a kick and a snare and like a hat perfectly quantized. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, I completely get what you... Because it's almost like if, it, if it's just perfectly quantized, there's almost no groove to it. Yeah, it's which is exactly what you were aiming for with that video, I guess. Yeah, um, so it's it's kind of like a delicate thing, I think, because because like everyone has like there's all these conventions, I guess, within drum and bass. It's like, and you definitely want to like keep the kick and snare pretty much on the grid. Yeah, but everything else in between is like you can shuffle it around a little bit, you know, add like, um. Just like a different kind of feel, just n something that's not like consistent, you know, in mm -hmm. a way that's kind of sterile, almost sounding like all the so loops and stuff we use have like groove and like the drummer played mm -hmm. them with like a specific like rhythm and groove. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. and then we, you know, cut, quantize, oh, it's gone. Like what happened mm -hmm. to it? Yeah. 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 Like you lose all those ghost notes and so on. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, what happened, it's like, but it's got to be on the grid, and then you got to process it like this, <laughs> and then you got to do just like this. It's like, you know what? You're a, a robot would love your groove right here, but us humans, <laughs> we kind of need something else to, you know, to move with, I think, mm. in my opinion. 
that probably <laughs> works into um like people going on youtube for example and finding uh tutorials and so on i know you've said recently that eventually all tutorials become useless isn't it oh man you're just all the see I, <laughs> all i'm the just what can i say Sub subscriber man subscriber <laughs> but no it yeah. is a fair point it is a fair point because like do you rec do you think the i guess the content creation world is oversaturated mm. with production so content. much so yeah. much it's mm. just like a race to like the bottom or i don't know where people are trying to go with it but it's just like like there are i think someone like told me or just like explained like kind of what i was thinking or i was trying to learn like so many people are they're just content creators and like, oh, this is drum and bass. Let me try and make something that can apply to the drum and bass crowd. But they mm. don't like write it or they're not really, it's not, it's not like their thing, but there's like something they could do and they can make a video that gets views with like a clickbait, yeah. scream at the, scream at your face thumbnail. And, but then like, <laughs> you see, yeah, but then you see me, it's like, hey. I'm going to show you something Just stick with me for a second. And it's like, oh, that's so much, it's so different. And then it's like, you also see me like still releasing music and kind of just being like, trying to be in like an active person in the scene, I mm. guess. And it's that much, it makes so much difference to see somebody like, okay, they're telling me all these things to do, but then I can actually hear it in their music too. Yeah, almost to like almost like there's their credentials to back it up essentially yeah because there are a few who i've noticed because i've been trying to watch more tutorial videos for production and stuff just so i can mm. learn stuff and i've yeah. noticed there's been a few people whose videos would be here is how to make the bass in this track mm -hmm. but sometimes it doesn't go further than that it just tells you how to make it but not um what to do with it yeah and then that, yeah. that's when you really get the risk of creating a lot of clones in the scene which but not yeah, just what yeah. to do with it but also why it does it as in yeah. why does yeah. um, this feel to do this behind it, the, yeah yeah but that's something i really mm. want to learn yeah it's just it's so interesting it's like it's easy i guess to be like once you figure out how to make a sound it's just Oh, let me t show all these people how to make, um, I don't know, the burnt ends foghorn or like a Benny L sound. And then it's like, cool. And then you have all these, like you said, clones that are just like, mm. check out my new dirty roller. And then it's like. <laughs> and the mad thing, a lot of these yeah. clones are the ones that, yeah, will end up popping off. <laughs> yeah. It's just Quick foghorn like, in 10 minutes. Right. Well, some it's, of these guys, like, oh, they're just they're just really good at following trends. It's not even that they're yeah. really good at making music or anything like that. Mm -hmm. They may be, but they're just good at following trends. They're like, oh shit, this is the money. This is what I got to make now. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. Very just like short term high, like high reward kind of, okay, I can be in whatever the trend is right now, but you know, come back in like a year or something. It's, oh yeah. You remember that guy? I wonder what happened to him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, trend, yeah. I do respect the grind, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to respect the in, grind. I mean, in some ways, that is that is sort of pop music in a nutshell, isn't it? If you look at sort yeah. of the <laughs> UK top 40 or the Billboard, you know, someone every now and then someone comes along and does something new, like Pharrell does something right. a little bit different. And That's then over true. the next few weeks, suddenly <laughs> everyone's releasing these tracks with 
really similar drum beats and whatnot, think, and it's that yeah, for a while. That's it. One, one of the most noticeable things I remember from like carrying on from what you've just said there is mm. obviously you remember like Justin Bieber's old sound. He was very kind <laughs> yeah. of like R and B, very pop mm. and stuff. And then it kind of like like house music and bass music almost became like more of a commercial trending thing. Mm, and yeah. then that's when he starts working with um, Skrillex and uh, Major yeah. Lazer and stuff like that. Diplo and then suddenly it becomes yeah. this whole like bass music influence kind of music, which essentially is now. But now it's gone a bit more kind of trappy because everything else is very mm. trappy within this being played on radio. Yeah, there's it's, like yeah, trap dubstep now. It's yeah, weird. literally. <laughs> And then give it, like, give it. Yeah. I don't know. Next year, it'll be something completely different, like I don't know, tropical house or something like that. Actually, no. I think <laughs> we've year, had tropical years house. Ten ago, though, who would have ever thought that like trappy dubstep or like, anything kind of dubstep related would suddenly be so prominent in pop music? It's crazy. Yeah. It blows my mind. Remember when in the UK when we had a DMB number one? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who was that? Again? Was that um, uh, was it Wilkinson or someone? No, it was DJ Fresh with oh, uh, Hot Fresh. Right Now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think everyone remembers that tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it's try not, not bad, to. But... <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. Fair play to him. Fair play. <laughs> but yeah, like, like especially with drum and bass as well. I remember like. I can't remember remember what year that was, probably 2012 or something. I'm pretty sure there were a few, quite a lot of pop tunes that were sort of having like second halves that just suddenly went into drum and bass for no reason. Yeah, like um, rudimental and like everything we kind of yeah. tried. Or, yeah. or do. Yeah. But then um, like now that's just completely gone. I don't think I've heard drum and bass in like the radio in ages now. Or at least the top 40 radio, because you still get it on Radio um, 1. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, wasn't there like a flume tune earlier this year that was kind of close? Like people were just like, oh, that's pretty close to drum and bass. But it was just kind of just like, boom, bah, boom. And then they're like, yeah, it's drum and bass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. As long as the yeah. kick and snare is right, it's all drum and bass. So yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you what is cool. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Damien. Uh, I was just going to say, have any of you at, or, you know, you specifically, Winslow, have you ever just gone back into like, what you used to listen to and just been mm-hmm. real and realize like, oh shit, that's actually drum and bass. What the hell? Like, <laughs> oh, that's right, actually okay. yeah, all the time. Games, especially, Damien. That's, that's I, I it. Play, right there. I play some <laughs> video games yeah. that like came out like when I was in D and B, but maybe didn't really like pick up mm-hmm. on like how drum mm-hmm. and bass influenced the music was, man. Mm-hmm. I picked like, this like, racing up. games, or racing, yeah, racing games, games, football especially. games. Yeah. Yeah, you FIFA see, Street. Did anyone ever play FIFA, FIFA Street, Street? too. Yeah. yeah. That had some bangers on it, man. <laughs> I remember bangers. going back, like, um, I remember going back, I think it was like when I was 18, I was like, I remember the FIFA Street 2 soundtrack banging. And then I see Pendulum, Fabio, Groove, right? I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, that's why. <laughs> so I was listening to these guys when I was 12? Right. Yeah. <laughs> there were some, I was watching, uh, <laughs> I was watching a week ago uh, the movie Tomb Raider uh, with uh, mm. Angelina Jolie, oh, and I yeah. real I realized mm-hmm. like it, there's this I guess there's this weird period in cinema history between like 2000 and like 2005 ish where yeah, like yeah. action movies were like just throwing in like breakbeat music and yeah. like right. drum and bass. Well, think about music. the Matrix, dude. <laughs> dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah. 
There's always like the slow motion scene, then there's yes. like the brakes track. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's like the slow shutter speed. They're just like they're walking fucking, around. Everyone's just like super cool. Like Blade, I think is this scene yes. like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that whole era. Oh, the rave. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, man, it's like that 2000 and 2005 ish era, like just breakbeats and drum and bass and action movies. Yeah, like every time I listen to like the breaks version of uh, Inner City Life from Goldie, it that gives me that oh. same vibe. Oh, yeah. It's just like right. the slow motion. Everyone's like black leather jackets and glasses in this fucking, dark, smoky room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking running in the fucking walls with my Uzi machine gun. Like, yeah. it's badass. <laughs> Literally every drum and bass video. Why did every drum and bass video have someone running? Dude, GTA 3 had a whole... In fact, GTA 2, I believe, had it as well. A whole station uh, dedicated to jungle jungle bass music. And these days, uh, I know Hospital's got uh, a whole radio station on... Forza. Forza. Yeah, Yeah, Forza. Forza. On Forza? What? That's fucking badass. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, Tony Coleman and Chris Cross actually are like... Yeah, yeah. Hosting on it's that like, station as well. It's like the hospital podcast, but they're on radio. They're like, there's about to be wow. a race. So awesome. like, who knows what this <laughs> Well, who, yeah, who really owns Forza cool. again? Is that Microsoft or is that Sony? Which one uh, is Microsoft, Microsoft yeah. I think. Microsoft? Well, you know, hit up, a, you know, hit a, hit a boy up, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a fair point, Duncan. You should, you know, uh, you're going to have to try and get on the next Forza now that you've had a, your release on hospital. Well, you're yeah, I got my foot in the door. I gotta try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's. I gotta say, man, that's badass. Yeah, congratulations. You're fucking yeah, congrats, American, bro. dude. You just don't get that a lot. No, I mean, you, you don't. from the Midwest <laughs> area too. That's just amazing. I mean, if that's you don't mind us really asking, like, how did that come about? Like, did they contact yeah, you yeah. or like? Yeah, because I know it was a remix think, of Degs. Yeah, um, yeah, they just like sent me an email basically like i had been talking i guess a few times to like one of the promo guys because that's how i got like the their house the, like um the stream the stream mm. mix thing i did oh, earlier yeah. in the year so it's like kind of had and then uh mike kiss is, uh, is like i've been talking about you i just want to let you know it's like okay and then like oh, yeah. an email comes in Some, like, CIA you, like shit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the remix like email comes in it's like wait do you mean me are you sure you sent to the right person <laughs> And they're like, well, I didn't like say that. I, was, I had to play it cool. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll see if I have time. <laughs> I'll see. Yeah, let me just check my schedule. <laughs> right. And I was just like, all right, this is a it's hospital. It's tags, but it's logistics. It's his team. Like, do you guys are sure you want me to do it? Yeah. Like, so yeah. I just like sweat it out two weeks. I'm just like, come on, try and do this. Get it together. Congratulations, <laughs> I mean, logistics. Man. Jack, isn't logistics one of your idols as well, right? Yep. 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 yep, yep. <laughs> both, both logistics and Degs as well. They're both super, super sound guys. I've had the pleasure mm, of like yeah. speaking to them and whatnot. And mm. yeah, they they they're just super sound guys. Uh yeah, it's it's fucking yeah, dope. Yeah, I've talked to Dex that. a few times. He's like he's just such a nice dude. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. He yeah, seems man. like he does seem like a proper real nice guy. Dude. Yeah. How um how did the, I mean, I know it's a remix, so it's slightly different mm. anyway, but how did the the writing process differ? Obviously, given that I, I would imagine there would have been quite a lot of almost pressure and on, yeah. on your shoulders. How, how did that, how did you approach that? I just like, it was a weird like process because they gave me the vocals for like the first week. That's all I had was the vocals. So I like wrote something oh, okay. around that. Huh. 
Yeah, like not like in a, I guess, in like an intentional way, but just like that's kind of what they had, and they were just waiting for logistics to get it together. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's, oh. that's kind of what they said, but in like a nice way, mm. I think. But then I like wrote one version in like the first week, and I was like, this is this isn't working. I don't I don't like this. I can't send this to them. Just like right, and like looking back is like nah, I probably. I, Good thing I shouldn't have done that. Like I sent it afterwards to be like, yeah, I did two versions. Like, and then well, they just Dex, like yeah, like, second one much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like. I guess like the pressure got to me. I was like, I'm just gonna stop. I'm gonna start over. And then I had all mm. the stems at that point. And then I was just listening through the stems or whatever. Because oh yeah, I was just listening to the stems and then just like this little arpeggio line that's not really like it's in the main tune, but it's kind of background. Mm things so i'm just like i could build something around that and then just tried it and then the rest of like the night into the next day it was just like it just came together and i was like perfect because nice. i had yeah. uh, like a few days left I was yeah, like i'm yeah. just email this no it's sick. Then, it's sick you listen to your gut man like yeah yeah and then they just yeah that's i had to because before i was just like i'm trying this idea that's just not not coming out yeah right at all then it was in a weird key. Like I like writing in minor keys. It's in major. It's like mm -hmm. that's, that's. Oh okay. Yeah. Same, bro. <laughs> yep, yeah. Same. I tried like. I like the vocals and stuff. Right. Yeah, and then I just like emailed him back. I was like, "Is this okay? Like, be nice, please." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, he loves it. Good. Let's uh, get the rest of the paperwork done." I was like, "Are you sure?" Like, don't. Like the whole time oh, leading so up to the release date, I'm like. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah, something's gonna happen. They're gonna be like, you know, we can't really release this. So oh, like, you man, know, yeah. you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it all came through, and I'm just like, wow. Okay, that's. Was there cool. like was there a lot of back and forth with their A and R team just to you know really get the track right, or was it just first version, a couple of tweaks, and then done? But yeah, it was just like I sent them that second version after I like did everything because i like tried my best to just like cover all the bases mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they're just like email me back can you turn the vocal down a little bit i was like yeah i can do that they're like cool <laughs> and then that was it i was like is this really it that's oh. how it is <laughs> wow okay that's well, a great remix man yeah <laughs> no thanks i mean i do actually prefer it to the original because of the kind of element that you did base it around mm -hmm. i thought that was yeah. like a really nice touch you did with it I'm biased so, yeah. as hell, yeah, but yeah. that was probably my favorite from the whole EP, to be fair. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a brown nose in session now, isn't it? <laughs> it was amazing. Was the session, or not, I guess not the session, but I guess the session in total, that, did that song take a while for you, man? Or was that kind of like you were just like chugging along through? You were like, okay, I'm going to do this and then this, and you're just going at it. Yeah, it was just... I think it just kind of like once I got that first idea down the second time around, it just like happened. Like, yeah, it might have been like, and it's been a while since I like had like a long session, but like four, four and a half hours just straight. And then the next day I was just like cleaning stuff up a little bit. Then I sent it to them, just like went for it and they liked it. That's badass, man. Congratulations, dude. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would be lying if I said I like made everything from scratch or whatever. It was just like pieces from other tracks like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, which to be fair is a fair way to work i mean i assume yeah. these are just pieces from your old tracks that you know are good like like mm. drum samples that you know already work well drum layers even right yeah 
It's like, I can just, let me just piece this Frankenstein, this thing together. And <laughs> then there it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, they want the, they wanted the Winslow sound, right? So you got to yeah, provide the, uh, the best of the best that you've already. Yeah. That's gathered, another, right? <laughs> that's another thing to like think. It's like, like, you sure you want me? It's like, well, they contacted me. They're talking to me. I guess <laughs> yeah. they know yourself, what they're yeah. getting themselves into. Mm. So I can't go too far off. Yeah. That's what I find yeah, that's really. Yeah. That's what I find really interesting was this, was that you were approached for a remix rather than yeah. do you have an original for their next hospitality compilation or something? Yeah, I just gotta you know that'll come. Feel, test it <laughs> out. That'll come. It'll come. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're feeling you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like got my foot in the door. Maybe I can make something else happen. Who knows? Fingers crossed for you, man. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I'd imagine as well, sort of, not not even just for a remix, but when mm. you're approached by a label um, for some music, it, there's almost, um, not necessarily pressure, but there's an added element as well in that subconsciously you, you're going to need to write the track almost towards their sound. Whereas mm. if you were just sitting in the studio with the intent to write something new, you know, no label is nothing, mm. just a piece of music, it could come out any which way possible. Yeah, I, I think like long, like before, I guess now I don't like, I think about it, but it doesn't hinder me too much hmm. because again, like they reached out for me. I mean, they had to know something, listen to something I was doing. So I had yeah. an idea of what I might come up with, but yeah, I've always had like that. I like before that idea of just like, okay, if it's this label, maybe I have to write this way or something. And sometimes it is that way. Like they'll come back to you with like a list of things to change. It's like, this isn't even a track I just wrote or even a track I would right. write, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. So all like all pressures aside and stuff. So when you actually mm. sit down at your computer and start producing, do you think, mm, let me try and make this thing for this label. And uh, like, they're my goal to submit to, or do you just sit down and just, whatever happens happens yeah that one whatever happens happens happens. happens. i like it i like it but that's why i'm always confused like where do i send my tracks if none if i can't really see where they fit you know like i wasn't sure those two tracks would work that i did for gold fat would work around the first time and he was just like yeah i really like these like what Hmm. really okay (laughs) (laughs) that's that's my like response every time like really are you sure what do you like about it just like help me out for a second (laughs) Tell me everything, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're ever like unsure about where to send, have you ever considered Winslow recordings or <laughs> Winslow audio or whatever you I mean, want to call a label? That's why you have I, the Patreon, don't you? You yeah. do have the Patreon, yeah. Dude, that's why I uh, just done self releases up basically till now because I was like, I have no idea where to send anything. And mm-hmm. then there's like the whole business side of like, there's nothing bad about a small label at all. It's just like the way I am is like, I just kind of want to learn everything I can. So I can just, if I mm-hmm. self-release things and then I have to like, you know, learn the back end, the promo, the marketing, the, uh, right, yeah. the design and everything like that, that gives me something to do. And it also gives me like, just more, I guess, control. This is like, I don't have to wait a year for a track to come out. It's like schedule yeah. it today. It comes out Friday. Hey, everybody come listen to this yeah. soon. <laughs> Yeah, I, f- I think it's a, I think it's an important uh, element of being an artist, to be honest. Giving yourself some of that kind of like self growth mm-hmm. and stuff, and like learning, like you say, like the sides to visuals and stuff like that. It's just, it's like a good way to help artists kind of get their heads around what their brand is, really. 
Yeah. And, and I think when you start talking yeah. to labels and you have more of an idea yeah, exactly, of yeah. what you want, then that's... They'll take you more seriously, won't they? Yeah. Like when you've got a whole consistent branding and you've got like proof that you've actually got releases that you worked on yourself, controlled by yourself and know how yeah. to push yourself. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe not because I don't really feel like I'm a brand yet, but I'm just like, it's more like my personality is my brand at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is like, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's a good and a bad thing, I guess, depending on like your personality. But like, if you have more of an idea and you come to people with the ideas, that's less they have to think about. So it's like, they're a bit more like apt to be like, okay, yeah, let's try this. Like, that's kind of what I'm like going through kind of right now with gold fat and then like solvent a little bit too kind of that's how that kind of worked out it was like i had an idea and they're like you got you just have all these ideas and you're like taking care of things yourself like we see that that's like it's something that not a lot of people do because it's just it's like why add more work onto what you're doing just like send your track to label let them take care of it and see what happens (laughs) right yeah or you can just like take all the to work on yourself and then like present them with an idea and sometimes that that helps just like get in even further in the door it's like oh you put a lot of thought into this let's work with you mm-hmm. a bit more even if it's not like dead on what we want yeah and re- realistically they have they have the the knowledge and experience as well to know whether that might work and it yeah. might not have been something they thought about as well so yeah and not only that <laughs> Not, but not only that, but it also builds your relationship with that mm. label as well. Because they'll be like, okay, this guy clearly knows what he's talking about. So you'd want to work <laughs> with him more. Yeah, just have like, just like a, even a little idea of what you might want. Just to give somebody like something to build off of. Mm. Like even if it's just like, oh, I would love my like artwork look like this or something. Like, oh, no one's ever came to us with that. Yeah, we just kind of yeah. do our own thing. It's like, that's cool. What other ideas do you have? And it's just like starts off a conversation there that's it i think yeah. i mean it's it's def- for me as well it's definitely a deal breaker on whether or not i want to continue to work with a label mm-hmm. if there's that personal connection as well because a lot of labels are very sort of not even just business minded but you, there's not much personal interaction and it yeah. doesn't have to be but i like that i like to know that someone's invested in me rather mm-hmm. than just these two tracks at this one time mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, that can definitely present that if you go to them with more ideas and that and they're willing to help you develop them. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing of why I just like did self-release stuff because like I don't want to be just like, oh, we release on Friday. All right, we know, we'll never talk to him again. It's just like we're all... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as important as like the music and everything is, like we're all, you know, people and might as well get to know each other, especially if we're to be it, around man. for any amount of time. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're all part sure. of the same scene, so it's we might as well, you know, make these friendships. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what. Uh, that's why I like started off basically with like releases with Gold Facts. Like I just I was talking to Johnny like a few times just before. We were just like, he would like help me out, or we just like talk about whatever's going on. And then it's like, oh, do you have some tracks? Like after a while, it's like, yeah, <laughs> I can yeah. send you something, and then that's how that happened. And then even then with him, you know him as Johnny, your friend, not Mike Kiss, who yeah. runs Gold Fat, if that makes sense. Right. And there's <laughs> yeah, a massive like I, difference in that. <laughs> yeah, I mess with him now because like years ago, I would like send Gold Fat demos. <laughs> like, hey, can you listen to my track? Like, at least give me something on like, like a SoundCloud message or something. 
and then nothing or like ah oh, we're not really feeling these <laughs> or like he said in like his discord like a few days ago i was like hey, don't you hate when you get a track with no message and it's just the two and i was like yeah you remember when i did that like a few years ago it's like yeah i did that you don't remember though yeah and i mean a, a, coming on from that i mean that's one of one of if not the main thing we're sort of trying to achieve with this as well isn't it guys because it's all well and good, you know, you see these these tracks from these artists and they're mm-hmm. wicked tracks and whatnot, but you don't really get to know the people. And it's not like a, a massive scene, you know, where you've got people going on like the Graham Norton show and yeah. uh, or the Joe Rogan. <laughs> well, and that's where Duncan's and... headed next after this recording. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Graham Norton. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know what I mean? You don't get to yeah. see these artists as people and that's what, you know, we're trying to do something a bit more mm-hmm. relaxed than just chat yeah. to these people rather than straight up. Yeah, tell us about your release. <laughs> tell us about right. this. To, and, you know. Tell us about your so, next release. So what EQ do you use? Well, I like to use this one. It's like, oh, no, yeah. it's like, it's like, what did you eat this morning? Oh, no one asked me that before. Well, and then you have mm. like this whole conversation. Then it loops into the yeah. music, you know. That's the thing. Yeah, like, like um, especially with like those interviews you often read online. Some are insightful, yeah. sure. But there are some where I just think, oh, okay. It was just a release yeah. plug. Right. Which is yeah, a bit of a shame, yeah. but I get it. Sometimes mm. it's mm. nerves or whatever it may be. It's like, yeah, where are you from? What do you have coming up? What was the inspiration? All right. Oh, yeah, you next time. Time. <laughs> and you don't talk ever again. <laughs> like you could just link to like a tweet with like, hey, my new track right here. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's your article. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I, I personally, I love to know. Mm-hmm. about sort of different people's creative mindset. So I love to, do you know, so I, I'm really grateful for chances like this to talk to people like you. And we had Showdown and Fearbase and that, because yeah. for me, I I love to know what was ticking in someone's head right. when they wrote this piece of music or what their attitude generally is. And like, it really interests me. Yeah, that's totally what I prefer. That's why I like a uh, Workforce podcast when he just talks yeah. to like D-Bridge or LSB and it's like, they have all these things like they're like we know them for music and that's it's great but like it's kind of nice to see what they do around it like lsb has like a full-time job and kids and stuff and then like drs is just like i wake up i write three tunes in like four hours and then i, I go skateboard for a little bit or something yeah yeah, mm. <laughs> so yeah. that's the thing like, i think a lot of people almost forget that behind all these amazing tunes there's just a random dude there yeah <laughs> like a completely normal guy you know, wakes up, goes to work or whatever, and then just makes bangers. Like that, you just ex- <laughs> you just explained my my brand right there. It's a regular dude that makes music sometimes, and that's literally just what I put out. Just like you can, I'm not doing anything that no one else can do. You know, I just yeah. write music when I can, and then this is what I'm doing in my other time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I almost feel like, but in some sense, when you ju- when you just present yourself as mm. just another guy who's making music, people buy into you as a person and sort of, you know, they want to know, yeah. oh, I wonder what he's up to next and so on. Not just, when's his next tune out? Hurry up. Right. <laughs> yeah, like I, would, I really prefer just like the human side of things mm. instead of the whole... Oh, it's music. Just stick about the music. Who cares what who they are or whatever? It should be about the music. Yeah. Like, shut up. <laughs> so that's, I guess that's a large aspect why it drew you to YouTube and doing those YouTube videos, I suppose, isn't it? Because that's like the whole premise of it. I mean, yeah. It's it's just, kind of putting yourself out there. And, yeah. 
Yes, and, you also, and then for me, it's just like, oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, you also stream live on Twitch with your, um, like, you do, you produce tunes, track breakdowns live, right? Yeah, I just, like, when it's live, it's just, like, it's either, like, DJing and I just, like, I'm, like, watch me mess up real quick and just, like, <laughs> train wreck everything. <laughs> but it'll be fun. I'll have commentary. That's that's the loop. Or <laughs> I think yeah. it's good for people to see that side of it as well, though, isn't it? It's, like, I yeah. guess a lot of people get trapped into thinking, like, oh, these people have, haven't got releases, so they must do it all perfectly. There's no mm. error. And yeah. it's just like, nah, man, we're all fucking human, man. We, right. we all make many, yeah. many, many errors, mate. Yeah. It's like the social media thing to where like every it's all like posts are just like a highlight reel, that kind of idea. But then you watch like videos or like me doing something. I'm like, I don't know what I was thinking back then. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't copy this. Yeah. But know that it worked for me. I'm just, yeah. I'm just figuring yeah. it out as I go. <laughs> or like if I'm DJing and it's like half hour in and it's going pretty well and then I hit the hit play on the wrong deck and there's no the silence. Well, I'm like, well <laughs> that's the end of the show, guys. I'm just yeah. gonna cry. <laughs> That, yeah. that's kind of like how our live streams are just technical issues most of the time that's what people tune in for <laughs> it's like but it, it works because it's like if it's consistently just like lighthearted and kind of goofy people like that a lot more than like being serious all the time yeah because yeah. you're connecting as friends rather than just an artist to fan right it's like oh you're just like me you just mess up things you forget to save and lose all your tracks Ooh, <laughs> that hit me yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was me over the summer. <laughs> that hit different, that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the wow. best way to be, though. I mean, at the end of the day, if you... Because oh, I remember there's a, a video, live performance of a... Can't remember the specific band it was. I was watching mm. once. It was on like a chat show. And in like the second verse, the singer drops the mic. <laughs> and like... He sort of scrambles a little bit, but he picks it back up, goes to carry on singing. He's like, oh, go and laugh or something. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, you, it's like, like <laughs> it comes off so much better than if he was like really embarrassed or yeah, got angry yeah, yeah. about it. Like a lot of people would. And yeah. that, so like, I so curse at the crowd. <laughs> I remember yeah, once, yeah. Um, although it wasn't like a famous thing, it was like back when we were in school and mm -hmm. one of my friends had to perform on the guitar and sing. And it was in front of like the board of directors and our whole year group, all of our teachers and stuff. And he got to the high note, but couldn't hit it. And then as he was trying to go for a high note, he just went, oh, <laughs> fuck it. And just ended it there <laughs> in front of everyone. But that's the thing. It makes it more lighthearted. Yeah. It's just like most time, like we're all just like, we're, very much like kind of the same where we're just doing things figuring out we make mistakes and like there's no problem with that unless mm. until you act like it's like oh i didn't do that it's like no you just did that though but no <laughs> no i didn't but if you, you kind go of just into, highlighted like, it yeah but if you go if you just make a mistake you're like did you see that that was weird wasn't it and then you just keep <laughs> yeah. going that's like like oh okay yeah. that's, that's fine <laughs> yeah people enjoy it a but lot people, more yeah i think yeah. it's just important as well to especially for people that might be new to not even just production but writing music to know mm -hmm. that it's it's so it's okay to make mistakes and i know everyone you know when you when you hear that you're like well yeah that's that's obvious but yeah. i'm i'm really critical of myself and i've yeah. got better with it over time but i could have had someone at the start really reminded me of that at times like you don't have to finish that one thing that you started and right. it doesn't have to be spot on <laughs> and and mm. i still get a bit like it but yeah, I'm like no, it's super self-critical, <laughs> but like, like I said, I'm like better with it. And like, I know it's like, 
there'd just be like points where like, okay, I'm not, whatever I'm coming up with is just, it's not, it's not doing it. And then I'll have like that. Mm. Let me go listen to stuff that I did that I do feel was good. It's like, okay, I was there. Whatever's going on is just like right now, like temporary, but I'll get back to it. That kind of thing. So I just kind of, yeah. just kind of relax. Here for I try to. Yeah. Like you just listen to the song over and over again. It's like you think it's good. Yeah. And then you've heard mm. it for a really long time. And then you're like, mm, well, maybe I should do this. That's when you should just stop mm. and take a break from the song and then come back to it to really see if you really wanted to change anything about it. And then yeah. that's when you're like, fuck, what the shit was that? <laughs> <laughs> when you finish, when yes, you finish the tune definitely. last night, when you finish the tune last night, wake up the next morning and you're like, why did I do that? Why? Right. <laughs> kind of why I've been like thinking about like, a, I guess a new, different way, I guess from myself to work. Cause I kind of like, once I come up with an idea, I just, I try to just fully realize it right there. But it, like listening to a, a reading uh, interview from Red Eyes. He's like, oh, I was, we were talking with Lensman before, like his first album or something. He's just like, try this idea instead of just coming up with sketches and just, coming up with sketches that's it and then letting them sit coming back like a month or so later to like a pool of sketches then trying to like do things mm. and because you come back with like completely just fresh mindset i think and i haven't mm. been able to convince myself to try that yet but <laughs> i like it's one of the things i want to do because i know i i can see the benefit of that and trying like to force something in like a week or however much time i have it yeah. does work, man. It, I can test to it. It, it. I don't take like a month off or anything to listen mm -hmm. to my, like go back and listen to my tracks or anything. But this recent project I've been a part of, it's that's like a three-man project. And we have a session every Tuesday where we'll go to one of each other's studios and we'll, we'll continue to make a track. And then we'll just, we won't listen to it for the whole week and then we'll go back to it the next session, that next Tuesday. And it helps keeps our ears uh, refreshed and mm. yeah. we're not always listening to the tune. So we can always go back and be like, you know what, that's pretty cool. Or uh, now that kind of sucks yeah. or we want to change, you know, shit like that. Yeah, it's it definitely helps. It kind of, it's kind of cool that you have that whole Tuesday evening structure as well, because it's almost like keeping your studio work in the studio, like how people often keep their day job at the day job. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You could say that. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it, it's like an annual thing. It's every Tuesday, but mm. it does it does help. Like just giving your song a break. You know, stop listening to it for a while and then coming back it does help. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I I I play a bit of guitar, like mostly acoustic. Um, I haven't played it for a while, but whenever I get that out, I'll sort of. I'll noodle around and sometimes I'll I'll actually come up with something like I think is pretty cool and I'll get the recorder out or something. But my mindset isn't, that's really cool. I need to turn this into a song right now, like ASAP. Yeah. But it does seem to be with the whole like production thing. You'll sit at the computer, you'll, you'll get a sketch out. You're like, oh, I really like where this is going. And you'll feel invested into having to get it done so quickly. And you almost forget it's music in, in some ways. It doesn't have to be smashed out like that, you know, so... Yeah, it's like you, we all like always feel like there's a deadline, like we impose our like own deadlines and then it's like, mm -hmm. wait, who, who am I fighting against? It's just. That is true, man. Yeah. Like yeah. unless you yeah. have an actual deadline, then yeah, get to that. But otherwise you can just do whatever really. And 
Like people aren't going to forget you if you disappear for a month and work on things. That's it. Exactly. Now, that's true. You just build the hype back up, especially when you got something coming out. Yeah. It's like, oh, you haven't been a while. It's like, oh, I've been around for, or I haven't been around for two months. Let me see if people remember. You just make a post. And it's like, oh my God, he's back. That doesn't happen to yeah. me, but yeah. I mean, like people that happens to, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I've like, gone like two two years, <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I'm I'm blessed enough to actually have people that still give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And even yeah. then, two months is nothing in the long scheme of things. Right, it really isn't now. Yeah, but a lot of people think, oh no, two months without a tune, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, and then. Because like you see people, some people like have like a track that comes out like almost weekly or every two weeks, but mm, you don't yeah. see like that they built all those tracks up over like the last year of being quiet. That's yeah, it. yeah, that's it. Exactly. As well. Yeah. So we are at the end of the show, gentlemen. Indeed, we are. <laughs> Indeed, we are. Can I can I squeeze in one quick quick question slash request? I'll I'll allow it. So so I'll so Winslow, it. mate. Yeah. <laughs> ambient ambient mixes too. Oh my god! I don't <laughs> if you, like that was such a that, that's gonna start the podcast for even longer. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was yeah. gonna be something about making tea, but okay. <laughs> oh my god! No, you'll have plenty plenty to talk about that like soon. That that's what I can plug right now. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of plugging yourself, uh, Duncan, where can the listeners find you on your socials? Um, everywhere at slash, what is it? Winslow X Y Z. Yeah, Z. I like I like saying Z better than Z. I know, but <laughs> that's what way to say it. That's why I hesitated. Uh, I just be like, yeah, but basically everywhere like that. Um, what do I have coming up? There's a Degs remix. If you haven't heard that, check that out in two weeks or is it two weeks or next week, next Friday. I think I have a, I should, I should know this. I have an EP on Gold. So by, by the Friday. time this, by the time <laughs> yeah. this comes out, it would be out basically. Yeah. yeah. By the time this is out. Last Friday. <laughs> so yeah. And then if you haven't copped it, why have you not copped it? Come on guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess by the time this comes out. The next, the week after is going to be that uh, single on the uh, Solvent compilation. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, that's Cute. that's it for now. This month, at least. Yeah. Anything in the future that's planned that you can talk about? In the future, um, next month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next month is a uh, the another a single on a pilot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah, and that's going to be. That's going to be something. That's where all the, the tea thing comes back. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I just made a whole, like, yeah, one of my, another group of stupid ideas that I was like, can we do this? And they're like, yeah, let's go for it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so that's, well, that's going to be a thing. For you, then. Clearly working, yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's about it, yeah. Nice. But as always, we thank you for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure, hasn't it, boys? Yeah. It has been. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys pleasure. for having me. Yeah. Absolute pleasure to have Absolutely. you on. We've been wanting long to do this time. for a while. <laughs> yeah, long time listener, first time uh, guest. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're always welcome back, um, mate. We're always welcome Sweet. back. For next year, maybe. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. <laughs> 
I'll see what I can do within my schedule. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the same thing you said to hospital, isn't it? <laughs> right. You can just like message me five minutes beforehand. We're doing a podcast. Show up. All right. Let me wake up first. But yeah, yeah. we'll be your alarm clock. Nice. Right. <laughs> but yeah, um, that is the end of the show, as we said. Thanks for wow. listening to everyone in the crowd. Thanks for coming, boys, as always. And we will see you next time, unless you want to replay this episode once again. Until next time. Peace! Until next time. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> I knew there was a capacity guy. Capacity. <laughs>